Dr. Michelotti of Helena Orthopedic Clinic grew up in Butte. My next door neighbor in Butte was the trainer for Butte High School. And so pretty much from third grade on, I was in the Butte High training room and that had a lot of influence on me. We get to care for people with everything from ankle fractures to hip fractures in older folks, elbow fractures or injuries in little kids. Most people come to you with a problem that most of the time we can fix. Hopefully we've made their lives a little bit better. Helena Orthopedic Clinic, now taking appointments at their new location in Butte. Today's bonus episode of the Buttecast is brought to you by Park Street Liquors. If you're looking for it, Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew today. They can assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menu. They can also point you to the finest whiskeys, regional spirits, or the latest RTDs. Park Street Liquors. Call 406-782-6278 or stop by at 133 West Park Street. Make your story legendary. Now... Let's get this thing started. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Buttecast with Bill Foley. Listen in as my dad reads his column, Tapper Light. It's a column that might make you laugh and might make you cry. It even might make you mad, but it will always be from the heart. Amen. Now here's my dad. Bill Foley. Today's column is about a couple of football coaches you probably don't want to invite to your Christmas party, or any party. It is also about a few coaches you definitely want to be there. Detroit Lions coach Dan Campbell is not mentioned in this column, but he seems like a really fun guy that anyone would like to party with. He also seems like a bit of a meathead. That was on full display during Sunday's NFC Championship game when he confused a football game for a masculinity contest. That meathead mentality cost the Lions a trip to their first Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong, I love it when coaches go third and fourth down instead of punting or kicking field goals. Football coaches are way too conservative, and that drives me nuts. However, you have to base your decision on going for it on the situation. You don't just go for it because you have a field goals are for wussies mentality. That seems to be Campbell's problem, though. Campbell reared his ugly meathead when he went for two points in the win in Dallas a while back after a five-yard penalty. That likely cost the Lions a win that day. When he didn't kick a field goal with a 14-point lead midway through the fourth quarter Sunday, he cost his team a Super Bowl berth. A 17-point lead there would have made a 49er win very unlikely. When the pass fell incomplete on fourth down, the 49ers stole the momentum, and the comeback was on. Campbell also could have tied the game with a field goal later, but that would have been the weenie way out. He wanted to win with touchdowns, not field goals. In blackjack, it is way more fun to win with 21, but that doesn't mean you hit on 20. That was the biggest bonehead move in a big game since Grady Little left an exhausted Pedro Martinez in against the Yankees in Game 7 of the 2003 American League Championship Series. He let pride get in the way of winning. It reminded me of playing golf with one of my best friends in college. He kept leaving his approach shot short because he insisted that he hits his 7-iron 180 yards. I told him that it wasn't a masculinity contest, though I put it a little different way. I said, swallow your pride and hit a 6-iron. Then you have a birdie putt. My friend insisted that he hits his 7-iron 180 yards, though, and I took money from him every time. I would bet that all the coaches mentioned in today's column would have kicked that field goal to go up 17. Of course, on two of them, I would have been rooting for a miss. So much of my cheering in college football is cheering against teams and not rooting for teams. 
For instance, I never cheer for LSU or Alabama. Recent developments, though, will make me swallow my pride and cheer for the Tigers and Crimson Tide. That is what today's column is about. You can read it for yourself at ButteCast.com. Oh, and for the record, I want Dan Campbell coaching my team. Tapper Light. There is no choice but to cheer for the Tigers and Crimson Tide. Over the last two decades, there has been no college football team I have despised more than Louisiana State University. I would say about 99% of that is because my good friend Paul Panisco was a longtime LSU fan. His LSU fandom came with a huge dose of smugness and a smidge of snobbiness. That snootiness carried over to the rest of the overrated Southeastern Conference, and Paul even defended the college football powers who gave us rematches of the SEC championship game as national championship games. We argued about that live on KBOW many times over the years. Paul is easily the number one reason I cheer against LSU. Now that I think of it, I'm pretty sure he is the reason I root against every team in the SEC. Likewise, I'm pretty sure his intense hatred of Notre Dame was fueled, in large part, by my smugness and snobbishness about the Fighting Irish. Up above, I wrote that Paul was a huge LSU fan. I don't believe he is much into the purple and yellow anymore. I'm pretty sure that he gave up on the Tigers when LSU hired Brian Kelly away from Notre Dame after the 2021 season. While I've never met the man personally, I've heard that Kelly just might be the biggest jerk in the history of college football. It seems like every coach knows every coach in the small fraternity of college football coaches. I have talked to multiple coaches about Kelly, and they all told me the same thing. The guy is a boob. I watched about half of an episode of a season with Notre Dame football on Showtime and came to the conclusion that Kelly is not my kind of guy. He seems like a real-life David Sims. That is to say that he hates old people, children, and dogs like Don Johnson's character in the movie Tin Cup. In post-game interviews, Kelly takes credit for wins and blames his players for losses. After his closer-than-expected win over Florida State in 2021, Kelly said that he wanted to execute his entire team. He was trying to make a play on the great line by John McKay when he coached the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Many were offended because Kelly made a joke about killing students after being named liable for the death of a student videographer who died after a hydraulic lift fell over while filming practice in gusty winds. That was not a good look. More than anything, though, his botching of the joke so badly showed the world that Kelly is severely lacking in the personality and sense of humor departments. Don't even get me started on Kelly's creepy dancing video that he recorded shortly after taking over LSU, or Kelly's sudden southern accent after moving from South Bend, Indiana to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He made Hillary Clinton seem authentic when it appeared she was doing a Martin Luther King Jr. impersonation while speaking at a southern church. Even though I had no choice but to be a Notre Dame fan growing up, I struggled to root for the Irish when Kelly was coaching. There was just absolutely no way I could cheer for LSU if Kelly is the coach. Until now, that is. Now, I have no choice. Recently, 1989 Butte Central graduate Kevin Peoples left Missouri to coach the edge rushers at LSU. Peoples, the brother of Butte Central coaches Doug and Don Peoples Jr., followed new LSU defensive coordinator Blake Baker after the two helped lead the Missouri Tigers to an 11-2 record and a 14-3 win over Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl. I can no longer cheer against LSU because Kevin is just one heck of a good guy. I first got to know him when he was a teammate of my older brother in junior high football and basketball in the early 1980s. 
Kevin was always nice to me back in the days when I was the dorky little brother of his teammate. So, I always liked Kevin. I even wrote a column to try to get him to apply for the Montana State head coaching job a few years ago. I closely followed Kevin's coaching career through his many stops over the last three decades. That includes the University of Alabama, Birmingham, Tulane, and Indiana. When the Chicago Bears drafted Tulane receiver Darnell Mooney, Kevin called to tell me that I would love having him on my favorite team. Kevin recruited Mooney to Tulane and raved about the person the young man was. Of course, Coach Peoples' father is former Butte Silver Bow Chief Executive Don Peoples Sr., who just might be the most important Butte person over the last half century. As the mines were closing in Butte and their economy was collapsing in the 1980s, Don Peoples Sr. reminded us that Butte is the can-do city. His steady hand of leadership led the mining city through perhaps its roughest time. So, unless he gets a job with the Green Bay Packers, I will cheer for Kevin Peoples' team, even if his new boss is hating on old people, children, and dogs. Who knows, maybe Kevin will convince me that I am wrong about Kelly. That just leaves me with one team to cheer against. Alabama. The Crimson Tide are the only team that even rivals LSU in the despise department over the last 20 years. I never met him, but I would bet anything that Nick Saban hates old people, children, and dogs, too. Saban was asked about the presidential election the day after Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton, and he said he didn't know there was even an election. He was too wrapped up in his team's next game to notice. Does that sound like someone who is going to stop and pet your dog? Saban almost makes Brian Kelly look like he has a personality. Almost. Even after Saban retired as head coach of Alabama following the Rose Bowl, there is no way I could ever cheer for Alabama. I don't even like to say roll digs when cheering for the Montana Tech or diggers because they are stealing that from Alabama's roll tide. Then, Kalen DeBoyer was hired as head coach of Alabama. I've never met DeBoyer, but I know former Montana Tech football coach Chuck Morrell pretty well, and he would lay down on the street for DeBoyer. The two have been best friends for decades. Chuck, who likes old people, children, and dogs, said he wanted to stay in Butte and coach the Ordiggers. There was only one person he would leave for, and DeBoyer came calling when he was hired as head coach of Fresno State following the 2019 season. DeBoyer took Chuck to Washington with him as the defensive coordinator and the two coached in the national championship game. If Chuck says he's a good guy, then he is a good guy. Plus, odds are that Chuck will join DeBoyer on the Alabama coaching staff. Just like with Kevin Peoples, there is just no way I could ever cheer against Chuck Morrell. So, here I am, stuck not knowing which college football teams to hate. We live in such confusing times. Proud to be from you, America, USA.